VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. On May 28th, a tornado tore through parts of the Kansas City metropolitan area. This is a very large tornado that is going to be crossing over in front of us. All the power poles down, some of them snap. I want you guys to go ahead and get in your safe spot if you haven't taken cover yet. There is extensive damage. This is really, really bad. No doubt about it, this is the real deal. Linwood needs help, guys. They, they really, really need some help. I, I just want you guys to know that. A day that many people are going to remember, perhaps for their rest of their lives. On this special edition of Joe's Weather World, my colleagues, meteorologist Michelle Bogowith and meteorologist Carly Ritter, along with photojournalist Jerry Powie, discuss what they experienced covering the storm. We're going to be talking today, guys, about the evolution of this storm, kind of what was going through our heads chasing Jerry and Carly, a, a perspective here at the studio of kind of what you guys were seeing and mm-hmm. um, how you were corresponding that to radar and what was going on because we were able to get visual confirmation for you guys. Um, so first and foremost, we started, Jerry and I actually started on the north side of the city. Um, we came in and Carly and Joe, we had chatted with you guys and you had suggest maybe starting up there. Um, and then we noticed that there was something starting to develop. The warm front yes. Yes. <laughs> so we were like, eh, it's time to go south. Yeah. And we got down there just in time. <laughs> That's how the cell started popping. What was it around Emporia? Mm-hmm. And it just grew and grew and grew. And as we were on the way, Jerry, it, went warrant. It went tornado warrant. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what we said to ourselves. That's our storm. That's where we're going. So we, we waited on it a little bit. Yeah. Cause it was down by Osage city when it yes. first got warmed and first had confirmation and it didn't look super impressive, but it, it was moving into a more favorable environment near the warm front. And we knew you guys knew you were in the right spot. You just had to sit and wait at that point. Yeah. So we caught up with the storm mm-hmm. and we're going to play, play that video for you now. Okay, so we are on that tornado warned storm. You can see very well. Jerry's outside of the car right now, and there is some. So, really Jerry, as you nice were outside, inflow. you were shooting video of this. It had great, great inflow coming into this, and we were watching obviously the wall cloud lowering an area of possible circulation, but it was really difficult to see mm-hmm. um, because of the rain, the heavy rains that were associated with this cell. Yeah, the one thing that you can really see, though, in that video is is that tail that's coming in, that flow of air that's just really, really pumping into that storm. You'll get that that thin um, that thin cloud that just really gets sucked into that storm, which is an indication of, of its, its strength. Yeah, 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 yeah. And as we were sitting there looking at that, it was, it was kind of cycling around. And when we looked off to the south, we could see without the rain, uh, another wall cloud that had started to form mm-hmm. off to our south. Problem, so, the problem we were running into, and you guys were running into, we no one had eyeballs, really good visual, because this was an HP, a high precip supercell, so most of the time it was rain-wrapped until it kept growing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. then it was very easy to detect. Yeah. <laughs> and I think in the moments on those video right there, and in that video there, you, you can you can see that we're going to be dealing with a lot of rain. Uh, 
with mm-hmm. the storm. So those few moments that we could actually get our eyes on something when the rain wasn't there were mm-hmm. really important as we move forward. Yeah, and I believe we were on 56, um, and we were pointed out to the west when we caught that. And we also caught up with two other storm spotters that were parked in front of us. And they warned us, hey, you know, the road is flooded ahead, mm-hmm. which, you know, flooding has been obviously a mm-hmm. major, major concern around the area here. Um, but told us, you know, you can't go any further than this. And the hilltop was a perfect spot to just kind of get eyes on this, kind of see how things were developing. And then we decided it's time to get on out of there. Yeah, once we saw that wall cloud forming back to the south, you know that was going to come right mm-hmm. over top of us in a few minutes so it was it was time to push back east a little bit and try to right. get back out front and position ourselves for what might come out of the storm mm-hmm. and that's when we caught up on 59 highway which you guys also suggested to mm-hmm. us and we took that and and ran with it literally yeah yeah here is a live look and we are looking north so we are looking at the back side of this system we came out of the heavy downpours of rain and that Again, there's is on 56 highway as we're headed to 59, right, that's looking right. off to our north. And that storm kind of moved out in that big open field area mm-hmm. there by, uh, is that Clinton Lake? Yep. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, that's where it really started getting going. And it wasn't, from our vantage point in studio, you know, we didn't have eyeballs on it all the time because you guys were watching it, but it was rain wrapped sometimes. But it was very apparent when we were looking at velocity scans that there was something something there. Yeah, something there, but no one had eyeballs on it down by Clinton Lake. But as it got closer to um, 59, where you guys were headed, that's when we started getting, I believe it was near, um, now I'm blanking on um, the name of the town, but where we had our first actual confirmation when it was warned moving into our viewing area at that point, just south of Douglas County. And I think we had an indication down right. there by Overbrook right right yes. before this happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we could only see those velocity scans too, but there appeared to be what was a, a tornado that crossed the road directly in front of us. And mm-hmm. as we came upon that spot that we were looking at on the radar, we, we saw a little bit of tree damage there. Yeah. You know, it was mostly open field, so it's not like you can really mm-hmm. get a good feel for if something truly did come through or if it was just wind damage. But the way that the trees were definitely twisted and just kind of snapped, um, it kind of signaled something more than just some strong damaging winds. Right, so right. as as we were kind of looking off to the north of our location on 56 and you could see the heavy rain coming down, but it was so dark on the left side. Um, and, and, you know, you get, you want to think that something's there, but you can't really tell. It was really, really difficult to see at that point. Um, so that's why we hitched a, a ride on 59, headed northbound mm-hmm. um, to try to intercept the tornado because we knew it was going to eventually cross over the roadway there. Yeah, and it was getting its act together as we came up 59, and I think that was only a matter of two minutes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, we turned up 59. It was getting its act together. We knew that was going to be our one shot probably try to get next to this thing and really be able to see what was happening with it. Right. So we'll go ahead and play that. So we hit 59. We are headed northbound. Looking at the overpasses right now, there are a ton of storm spotters off. We have eyes on this thing. I think Jerry and I both um, can give you visual confirmation. I know that it's rain wrapped, but it does look to be a pretty decent sized tornado on the ground. It is very, very difficult to see with all of the rain. It is, you're looking at the screen right now, it is off to the left side. Um, So we're watching the inflow coming in. The winds 
are still still pretty strong here as we move and um, get ready to intercept it here. Um, people people need to get off this highway right now. I think that was when I started looking at the scans, looking out the window and going, it's big, it's big, yeah. it's mm -hmm. big. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, I mean, you could clearly see mm -hmm. the defined area of where we were looking. And as we're driving, uh, you know, further north, on 59, you started running into all the storm chasers, and mm -hmm. the storm chasers were lined all the way down the roads. And at the point where we realized, okay, we have to stop because it's going to be crossing pretty much right in front of us. Um, you know, there were there were still people flying by us, mm -hmm. and we were like, no, 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 no. I actually had my arm out the window at yes, one point were. trying to get people really? to slow Telling down. People to pull over, pull over. Because well, there was chasers there, but there was people that were just driving. Driving, unaware. And they didn't know. Right. So from our perspective, you know, we're covering this in studio, and we don't have um, a GPS tracker on you guys. So I'm texting with you while I'm not doing my hits at the wall, and Joe's doing updates, or Gary's doing updates. And I'm going, okay, where are you? And you're like, I'm on 59. I go, okay, what's your next major road? And you're like... Was North it 1,000? And I go, okay, um, don't go any further. Let's just sit and wait for it because I think you're going to be pretty close to where it's going to be crossing 59. Yeah, and I just remember hearing your voice telling me, yeah, you got to get south. You got to get south. And that's when my heart just kind of mm -hmm. dropped and my stomach dropped because I knew that we probably got a little closer than mm -hmm. we were wanting to be. It Definitely than we were anticipating. And that was because what was happening in it those... Was the evolution of that thing was right. insane. In those 30 to 60 seconds when we were, we were kind of behind that hill, crested mm -hmm. over top of it and said, okay, we're going to head to that 1,000 road there... It, it was expanding in the road, in the right. in the field right next to us, and that was about the time that we started getting some storm chaser visual confirmation in addition to yours. And they actually were in a spot where they weren't seeing. It was rain wrap, but at times you could still see it clearly. Um, the outside edges of it basically rotating, and I think that's when we all realized, okay, this is a large. It's confirmed. It's extremely dangerous, and that's about the time when we realized where you were. And I think. We even have the clip. Yeah, here. This is it right here where we're watching this live on the air. And I remember watching and I just stopped talking for a second behind the scenes because you were doing a report. Yes. And I just remember thinking, OK, and yeah, you heard me say I'm like, that's a confirmed tornado on the ground. I'm like, get out of there because it looked to us and keep in mind, we're not hearing you guys at this point. It looked to us right here. The camera kind of drops. We see one more shot out that. And then it just cuts off. And I remember looking at Gary and looking at Joe, and we all kind of had a pit in our stomach because I was like, oh, my gosh, they got way too close or they are getting hit by the outside of the truck. It was a very unsettling feeling for us because, obviously, we care about your guys' safety. And we knew you hadn't put yourself in a position on purpose ever to be there. And I don't think anyone realized how large the tornado was at that point. But I just remember seeing that video. And for me, I just, I, I just remember thinking, Oh my gosh, I hope they're okay. You know, I really did. I really was fearful for a second because the video cut out. And I think we cut it out because we weren't sure what was about to happen yep. either. And we didn't want that happening live on TV. Um, but then not hearing from you guys for a hot second, I, it, I had to take a deep breath for a second. Like back in studio, yeah. I did like a knuckle crack, stretch above my head, three <laughs> deep breaths. And I'm like, lock it up. Let's, yeah. you know, let's, it's go time. We got to keep the messaging here on air. But internally I was thinking, oh my gosh, 
And this I'm, is not good. And I'm glad we came right back up as soon as we yes. could, as soon as I could get that camera switched over to the front because we went off your shoulder camera and you had it out the window and that's why the camera dropped. Got it. Is because Jerry was shooting. This wall of water just came shooting in the right. window. Um, and we had to roll that window up <laughs> fast and then I had to switch the camera on over. Um, and so one of the things we had heard also was not too far in front of you, someone had gotten rolled, um, a, ch a chaser. A chaser. Group. Yeah. yeah and I'm, it was probably what we were seeing was a satellite tornado yes. very close to you guys in in retrospect when we kind of reanalyzed everything, I think is what everyone kind of realized had happened. It wasn't that you were right next to the main tornado. It was just this little either outflow or a little satellite tornado. Yeah, and I think what was happening at at that time, right on the highway, mm -hmm. it, it had expanded out. So we, we did briefly get into the outer rain bands mm -hmm. of yes. the tornadic circulation mm -hmm. for, I, I want to say, 10 or 15 seconds. Mm -hmm. We were in that as it was expanding out. It took five to seven minutes for it to clear 59 because it, it was expanding because so it was, fast. It slowed down. And it wasn't moving that fast. No. no and I think, I think that whole thing was gathering steam. Mm -hmm. Well, it was mm -hmm. gathering steam right there. And, and you probably did have multiple circulations that were going around mm -hmm. inside that. Now, mm -hmm. we did, I think we briefly saw that main circulation when we were coming up. So I was convinced that it was going to be north of that 1000 road, mm -hmm. which it was. And it was right about where we thought. But we were too close for comfort. Right. For sure. Yeah, a very unsettling feeling at first. And then it was just kind of like a sigh of, oh, okay, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, we're good. Mm -hmm. We can continue on. We saw emergency managers um, start driving on the highway mm -hmm. down um, much farther away from us. And, and that's what you said. Okay. That You even said that live on air when we came back to you. Like, okay, the police are moving, so we're safe to go now. You yes. know, so... And then we continued on and we were tracking right behind it mm -hmm. and we were trying so hard to get out of the rain. And I just remember the line of storm chasers um, in addition to our vehicle um, as we were trying to get out of the rain um, away from this so we can get a better visual. Yeah, I think that was probably the hardest part because it, it had slowed right there. So you really couldn't move until it moved mm -hmm. and got out of the way. Mm -hmm. and, and then at that point, we were going to try to maybe make another stab at trying to get back out in front to mm -hmm. get another get east of view it. of it, mm -hmm. um, which we, we didn't quite make it that far. Mm -hmm. So it was following right behind it to see what it was doing and, and, you know, what it was looking like from that view at that point. Yeah. And at that time we were dry, we were trying to get, um, find get east and then go find a north mm -hmm. south road that we could get on and we tried to get up towards Eudora and that's where we ended up but while that was going on it was impacting parts of the Lawrence, Lawrence area Wakarusa Lawrence South Lawrence and we also were getting pictures and videos coming in at that point of pretty significant damage so not only did we have eyeballs on it but when it crossed over 59 and when it was going around 56 in between Overbrook and Lawrence there's not a lot going on there other than grassy fields and occasional trees. So there wasn't really anything happening yet. And then we were just fearful because we saw it going into the south side of Lawrence. And, you know, when a tornado is that large, it can be erratic in its motion. Um, and as it was growing in size also, we were concerned for the town of Lawrence because we knew there was a very heavy populated area. And then as it was moving through and we started getting pretty significant video of damage coming in, that's when we were all going, okay, this is a pretty big deal. And it wasn't showing any signs of weakening. And it was about that time also, we knew you guys were kind of repositioning yourself. We started getting the debris ball signature on radar, which we look at correlation. 
correlation. I can't even correlation talk. coefficient. Thank you. you got uh, <laughs> correlation coefficient CC is what we call it. Um, and when you start looking at that, it is very rare to have a debris ball showing up on that radar signature. But when you do have that, you know that pretty significant damage was being done. Yes. And that was our main concern is that it kept getting into more populated areas or was headed towards neighborhoods, headed towards towns, direct paths, not just, oh, it's going to go nearby. I mean, yeah. and, and the debris ball was getting bigger, more defined, and it wasn't going away. And that was a concern for us in right. studio. And, and going off of that, that video that you're seeing right here right now, this is where Michelle and I kind of first started running across that damage path. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we just got north of Eudora. We noticed all the power was out in Eudora. There was leaves and debris just kind of flying around there. So we knew we were pretty close to the damage path of where the tornado would have crossed mm -hmm. as we were headed northbound. Um, like minutes before the sick cry, it crossed right, you know, right. right off in front of us, maybe probably a couple of miles through mm -hmm. the rain as we stayed back. Mm -hmm. Um, that's when I started to realize right there that this thing had, from, from the time that it had crossed uh, uh, 56, 56 until it got to where we were. I think this is Was that K32? Um, K32 is Linwood. Okay. So we were heading up towards, towards K32. Okay. We were we're on one, that 1,000 road. And then we, we th just, did we go to 7? Uh, I think it's 1,500 or, road goes okay. north. Okay. 1,500 road. Um, but we started running across. I think I said to Michelle, "Look at look at wait look at the power lines." Everything yeah. was over on we, its side. Yeah, we well, started seeing everything tilted at first, and then they were just gone. Down. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. gone down. I, I didn't really even see some poles in some of those places. Mm -hmm. And it, we drove for a little while there, yeah. and there was no poles, no mm -hmm. nothing. So we, we knew it definitely came through at that point. And the the other thing that we started to notice because it, I mean it was all flat. Uh, when we started to get where there were more trees, we're looking out of the window, and I know it was very difficult to see because, it, like you said, mm -hmm. it was an HP supercell. Heavy rain was coming down, and our cameras are pointed through our windows, so our windows, it's not like the greatest picture, mm -hmm. but you could see the, the trees that were there shaved down. Mm -hmm. All of them, too, just buzzsawed. Really? So I looked out, out to my left, and I'm looking out there, and they're just completely buzzed really? all the way see, at the top. See, because we didn't Every see that on air. See. Yeah. So yeah, so we're looking at that, and I, I, I think that's when we knew we had a problem here. Mm -hmm. Like this, this is a monster mm -hmm. tornado. Yes. And then I, I you know, I didn't see it because I think I was looking out my window, looking at those trees, and then you started saying, "There's a truck. There's a truck." Yes, and that was, that was headed up. That was before you got to two hundred twenty second Street. That's what it was. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. two hundred twenty second Street. Um, which is, at, yeah, so as we were kind of looking off to the okay, left so this, here. Oh, yeah, that's, and you can see the trees there. I didn't even realize that's what we were looking at was it's all those hard down to see trees. It right there. Right yeah, here. yeah. You see how everything's just shaved mm -hmm. down. And then this was the truck. And that's you, Jerry, running out to check yeah. on them, right? Yeah, that's, um, you know, we saw this truck, and I, it must have rolled off the road a couple of times. I didn't know if anybody was down there. Do you think that so, they got hit by the tornado? Is that why they were rolled in the yeah, ditch? Yeah, okay. absolutely. Were they storm chasers? You know, I don't know. There okay. was four or five people in the truck. There was mm -hmm. two guys down there that were trying to get them out when mm -hmm. I was down there. Um, and it was just sitting in such a way you couldn't get right. the doors open. Um, so it, it was kind of bad conditions. They didn't know what to do. And, and I said, well, I'll... I'll go get some help. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that's when you jumped in the Jeep and told me, let people know that they need to send an emergency manager there to help these guys out. Right. Cause I think you said, did the airbags deploy? 
And that's what trapped them. And some of them did, and and you know, I saw somebody moving in the in the passenger seat, moving around. It was kind of really sitting up on its side, mm. and, and uh, so yeah, we wanted to make sure and let let folks know that somebody was there mm-hmm. and definitely needed some assistance. What was going through your mind at that point, as far as okay, you you knew that it was a big tornado, but then all of a sudden you're tracing. And then you come up to a vehicle that's rolled. I mean, do you at this point, do you even reflect on the fact how close you were earlier and how lucky you were? Or are you just in total go mode at I, this point? I was in total go yeah. mode. Okay. Complete just, go mode at that yeah. point. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, because when when we started getting closer and closer um to Linwood, um K thirty two, um, when when we're seeing all the power pulls down and trees shaved down and debris and we're driving and Jerry's like, it's, it's been over half a mile. It's mm-hmm. three quarters of a mile mm-hmm. at this point. Damage. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we knew that it was, it was pretty big. And that's when I said on air, you know, we think this could be three quarters of a mile, if not a mm-hmm. mile wide, potentially um, just because of the swath of damage that we, we did see. And, and I remember saying to you too, I, because of what we started seeing right there, I was almost afraid to see what we were going to see when we got on K32. Right, right. We saw that it was heading straight for that Linwood area. Yeah. You can just see the trees there. Just sh- and this is heading yeah. into Linwood on K32. Um, this is scary to look at. Yeah, you're looking it's, at it it's just a, you know a couple of minutes after this happens, you're yeah. you're literally right behind it. There's nobody else there. Mm-hmm. There's nobody even out of their homes at this point, which is kind of scary to see that there's nobody out walking around. Mm-hmm. You know, for me, um, we were in Jefferson City the week before, um, and I was covering the EF three damage there. And when I came up on this damage with Jerry. It, all I could think of in my head was this, this is worse. Um, this is worse than what I saw in Jefferson city. Uh, there, there were homes, you know, with the first tier completely taken mm-hmm. off. Um, th- there was so much debris that we were dodging in the roadways. And when we pulled up on this home, um, I think that's when it really, really put the pit in my stomach that, you know, if, if people weren't down in their basement, I was very fearful um, for what could potentially have happened. Um, it, it was it was just really tough to see. So this is when you were telling us Linwood needs help. Linwood this needs house. Help. What were you doing at this point? Were you yelling? Were you trying to call? Because I see you getting out of your car. Yeah. So it, it what you're not seeing there is there's a there's an RV, a full big RV that's mm-hmm. in that ditch that slips upside down. It's pancaked. It's two mm-hmm. feet tall. It's got a horn blowing. Oh, wow. There's there's a smell of gas everywhere that's a well-constructed house that we that Mm -hmm. we pulled into the driveway of Mm -hmm. it's gone um so i ran up there and i yelled to see if anybody was there or you know if any you you okay and i did find out there was a couple ladies in the basement later Mm -hmm. on they were they were fine Mm -hmm. but uh if you looked off to the left in that picture there's a giant propane tank that sat on the side of that house and it's in the middle of the driveway and when i yelled for their name and i stopped for a second to listen what was happening all i could hear was this hiss and I looked Snow. over, and it's this propane tank mm-hmm. is broken off the house, and it's just spewing propane everywhere. So that's why I looked back, and I ran back to the truck, and I right. said, we, it's propane. we got to get out of here. Yeah. Right, right. And that was the reason we didn't stay, because I know a lot of people um, at home just saw us there, and then we we weren't on mm-hmm. air mm-hmm. for a while. Um, 
because when we, when we got into Linwood and just saw how extensive things were, we, you know, gave you guys the call for help saying Mm -hmm. that emergency managers need to get here to dig people out of homes Mm -hmm. because they were going to be trapped, um, from debris and their basement. Um, and it just, it, it was tough. It was really hard to see. And then when you want to get out and you Mm want to help in the case of Jerry and I was ready to get out and help too, until he came back and said, gas, we can't. can't." And Mm -hmm. at that point we knew we had to keep going because Mm -hmm. if this tornado was going to continue Mm -hmm. doing damage like it did in Linwood, we would be doing a disservice to our viewers too, Mm -hmm. not to keep eyes on it. So people knew what was coming. Uh, We we have the ability, you know, on, on TV to be able to say, Hey, Here's where we are. Mm-hmm. They need some help here, right? And, and be able to get moving and and uh, and tell other people that might be in the path. Well, yeah. and it's interesting because at this point we all were in studio going, "Okay, this is really not good now." Because we saw some some structural damage in Lawrence, and then uh, Eudora skirted past Eudora, and then when we saw your video live, we all kind of looked at each other and go, "Oh, okay, this is the real deal." Like it's go time. This is not a normal little tiny tornado in Kansas city. And, um, that's when we, our producers, um, back in the booth. So on top of things, they're like pull up scout cams because we knew it was getting close to I 70 at that point. And that's about the time we had it up on our scout camera and it had power flashes. And I remember I was like, Joe, he was doing a hit and we pulled it up and I said, Joe, hold on, hold on, hold on. I go, that's the rain shaft, but look right here and look right. And you could actually see the darker the part tornado. of it. Yeah, the tornado. And then as I was saying that, power flashes were going. Mm. And so then we knew more damage was happening. And we're like, oh, man, this is not good, you know, at all. Not good. And it just get, kept working its way through more communities. And it was inching closer to the 435 loop. And at the, this time, we're not hearing from you, but there was a reason for that. Yes, we were We were getting stuck. We were getting blocked. Yeah. Um, roadways trying to get out of Linwood on K32, we came up to a point where literally the, I mean, we, it was, yeah, you can't get through that. No. Yeah, and, and this so, one here, there's so many trees down the road. I actually had to get out of the truck at one point and kind of walk my way through there to see, is there a way there. that we can even mm-hmm. get through this? Mm-hmm. Um, there was multiple times we thought, I don't, I don't know if we can go any farther. Mm-hmm. Um, we were able to, and we were able to get around those things, fortunately, and keep going to be able to tell people yeah. what was happening. Mm-hmm. Having the Jeep helped, definitely. Yeah, for sure. Um, but, you know, once we got around some of that, we came up on the horse. Mm, yeah, it was the, the second spot, really, that had been hit on K32 there. Um, looked a lot like the other one, just everywhere so you So what looked. was the horse thing? Because we did not have that on the air. Um, so when we were, we were driving down K32, I mean, there... They have a lot of open, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. open farmland, open areas, um, and th- there was a horse just literally walking around in the middle of the uh, road, yeah. so confused, as, you know, as yeah. what the heck just happened, right? Um, and and I think after we ran into the horse, we continued on down the road, and then we stopped and we saw that what would have been a beautiful brick home, mm-hmm. very beautiful home, in a pile of rubble. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when it really, really sank in even more so that if that can do something to a brick home that big mm-hmm. and put that in a pile of just a pile of rubble and a pile of bricks, then it, it's 
definitely started to sink in at that point. Yeah, when, you're, when we were on that road, that's when you, we realized how wide it was before, and we realized all these things mm-hmm. about it. But it wasn't until we got in some of these places where you realized how strong it is mm-hmm. as well. Um, and I think I said to you, you know, that's EF4. It was no doubt in my mm-hmm. mind yeah. looking at a couple of those houses. Mm-hmm. And, and that's a that's a big, big, powerful storm. Mm-hmm. It's something that we haven't seen around here in Mm-mm. quite some time. Since 2003. 2003. Yeah, so it had been 16 years. So that's pretty crazy to think, too, you know. Not in, since I've worked in Kansas City. I've only covered one other EF4, and it was in Alabama right before I moved here mm-hmm. back in 2007. So I had covered one, um, but that was not... Not in my 12 years here, so no. it had been a minute. And you really didn't know when it was going to stop. No, you because know, it just kept going and going, and it kept getting closer, and they kept expanding the warnings, and the warnings kept going. And it was a tornado emergency. It was a tornado at, emergency. So. It was a large confirmed tornado on the ground. It was a tornado emergency moving into uh, Wyandotte County and Leavenworth County, and then they issued it across the state line for parts of the metro and parts of Platte County, and that was just like come on, when is this thing going to stop? And we knew it had already cycled once because it did it down towards Osage City. And I'm sitting here going, okay, this thing has been on the ground for an hour at this point. Mm -hmm. When is it going to end? And furthermore, the pit in your stomach, God bless the people in Lawrence and Eudora and Linwood and Bonner Springs kind of got clipped. They are smaller towns and communities. And while we knew they were devastated, the um, population sizes were so much smaller. So just as heartbreaking, but it wasn't as extensive as then when you start pushing it into the core metro and you're sitting here going, I don't want to do this again because 2003, Joe even mentioned that several times on the air. He's like, this is the same path. And this is, I mean, these poor people in the path of the tornado. So that was a problem. And what was worrying me too is it was going to be tracking right along I-70, right along a major interstate. During five and six o'clock. And I even said that. I'm like, get... If you are watching right now, get get them them off off the road. road. You know, if you know your loved ones driving, just get them off the road. So, yeah. And then the thought going through my head was when I heard you start talking about Parkville. Yeah. And I know you live up in Parkville. I know Gary is up in Parkville, too. And all I could think of was you being back at the station covering that and you held your composure and you did an amazing (laughs) job, girl. Internally freaking out. So proud of you. Um, Because I can't even imagine what was going through your head at that time. There were a couple interesting texts between my husband and I. So I was like, get this. I go shoes on, backpack, which we already had talked earlier that day. He actually came home from work early because I had talked to him over the weekend, Memorial Day weekend. I stayed back because we had tornadoes on Friday, east of Kansas City, the weak little ones. And so I missed out on Memorial Day weekend with my family. And I called him on Saturday and I said, you know, I just don't feel good about Tuesday. Can we arrange to have a sitter come to the house because I'm going to have to come back to work? And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Quit being dramatic, you know. Love my <laughs> husband, but you know, he's like, okay. Um, and then he, and then on Memorial Day, I sent out a social media blast. I'm like, I don't want tomorrow to catch people off guard because it's the holiday. I remember that? Yeah. yeah. And then Tuesday morning at nine o'clock, I he called me and, and he goes, and he really kind of made it sound like you expect something today. And I'm like, well, it just depends where the warm front ends up. And right now, we think it's going to be up closer to Highway 36, and so. Yeah, there's probably going to be something, but I need you to be home with the kids just in case because I'm probably not going to get to come home today from work. And Michelle and I even shifted our days a little bit around. Anyway, long story short, at one o'clock, the show got over and I was very evident. You guys were just leaving and and the warm front was basically on I-70. And I said, 
I won't say what I said in the text, but I basically said S is going to hit the fan later today somewhere. And I sat in our general manager's office and I told her we will have a giant tornado somewhere in our viewing area later today. Mark my words. I just had this weird feeling that it's just a weird day here. I did not expect it to be moving into the core metro counties. And I certainly didn't expect that I would be tracking it literally right on top of my family. So at about three o'clock or so, I just said, I text Chris and I said, get our bag packed, get the shoes on, get the kids ready to go to the basement. When I tell you, I did not think we would actually be under the tornado warning. And literally I was tracking in, it was going on top of my house as it cycled. Thank God. And I, I hate saying this because it, it did affect people southwest of where we live. But as the storm lifted, I went back and looked. It was nine miles on the ground, confirmed from my house to where it lifted. So it was on the ground. If you draw a straight line, nine miles, it would have crossed over my house. And then it lifted. And then where it touched back down again, it was only 13 miles later. So we were very, very lucky. But I mean, I texted him. I said, get their shoes on, get in the basement, not like watch TV in the basement. I mean, back corner in our safe spot because we have a safe room for tornado. And Internally, I was uh, panicking. Um, we have this joke in our family, you go into TV mode. I never cried on our wedding day because I was in a quote-unquote TV, <laughs> TV mode. mode. Chris was blubbering. <laughs> I'm sure he's appreciating this during this podcast. Um, but I, uh, I I went into TV mode, and I was like, I will deal with this later. After the fact, I was very rattled because it just it's it's hard to think about. You're, you're saying neighborhoods and streets and intersections, and same for Gary. Um, that you know your parents or your your kids or your husband or your wife are are in that path. So that that was hard, but we got lucky. You know, we 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 really truly got lucky that day. So not so much for everyone else. And that I think that's what upset me even more is that I felt lucky, but then I my heart hurt went for for those people. people. Yeah, because yeah. if you draw a straight line from where it lifted and touched back down, our house is right there. So that's wild. Yeah. Yeah. That would have gone right through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, there was still a couplet on radar. It was elevated. It was broad circulation, but we knew there was still rotation going on. It was just cycling, yeah. and then it eventually touched back down. And you guys were right we, there for it again. Well, you, we, but we had to take a break first. Right. Uh, it, it was. It was. Yeah, mental, quite the, like emotional break. You, you from, went out of TV mode for a minute. Yeah. We had to stop. For <laughs> yes. a second, get our bearings. Get your about composure. It. Yes. Um, and we we thought it might cycle again uh and actually we were on the air talking about it and i said and god bless radar scope and this is not an ad for them but you know our computer system joe's working on it gary's working on it and we have different layers of things we can look and i can look close up on my phone and i was on the air we decided to stay on even though there wasn't a tornado warning they didn't they dropped the severe thunderstorm warning there was no warning surprising it was but i mean there was no warning and so we all looked at each other and joe's like you know I think we're going to stay on just to get us to the nine o'clock news. Cause at this point we were what, 10 minutes out and we're like, why wall to wall coverage? We'll just stay on it. And I, and I literally, he was doing a hit and I said, Joe, I need to interrupt you for a second. Um, I just don't like the way this looks. And I had Gary pull up the velocity scan and there was nothing confirmed, but I said, there's something going on right here. And I was literally saying this and we're like pointing at the wall tornado warning, and then a tornado <laughs> warning popped up and we're like, well, I'm glad we're not the only ones thinking that, you know. And while we were taking our break, we were pulled off under, I think it was in a bank. A bank uh, overhang to kind of stay out of the rain. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. So we were just kind of regrouping, gathering our thoughts. And I'm looking at that and I'm telling, I remember telling you, Jerry, I go, it is cycling. It is cycling. Mm -hmm. It is starting to rotate. And I think we need to, we need to get off to the Northeast of downtown. 
Yeah. And, and at that point, you take a deep breath and go, okay, here we go again. Yeah, are we ready to do and this? And that's what we were doing in studio. <laughs> Joe, Gary, and I were like, okay, whew, that was an intense hour and a half. And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh my gosh, here, here we, go. we go again. And here we go again. And it was back, and it didn't just go like, um, it went from zero to 60, because it went right back to being a monster tornado yeah, yes. on the ground. So Very quickly. Yeah. Well, and as we were heading up, we were heading up on 30, 35 yeah, you would have been yeah. on 35 because we were, we you were, were about to get off near um, Excelsior Springs. Yes, and we were going to, I think we got on 69. Yeah, you would have been on 69. Yeah. Yep. So when we were heading up on 35, I remember you saying, is that the tornado right there over the hill? Because we kind of got to the peak of the hill mm -hmm. and you can you could kind of see it, but we were so far away from it that... It wasn't a hundred percent like certainty. Mm -hmm. It was hard to tell, like what exactly. It certainly looked like it to me, and I even brought the radar scope and put a little mileage on it. It was only five or six miles in front of us, mm -hmm. which would have made sense, mm -hmm. but uh, we couldn't say for sure. For sure, right? But you know, you're looking at the velocity scans. You're looking at what's out there mm -hmm. with your eye. You know, you've got something there right. again. Right. And we were right there again. Yeah. So we we started heading towards Excelsior Springs at this point. Um, and, and all the storm chasers were on the same oh, road. Yeah. So we knew we were in the right spot and right exactly where it's we needed to be. It's like, is that a good thing I or know, a bad exactly. thing? We see all the storm chasers. <laughs> Clearly something's going on. But I think after getting so close to it on 59 on the Kansas side, I know we definitely stayed back a little bit farther than we probably needed to. Um, but I think just... At Reality moment, had set in we about like, what had already happened for the day. We're going to stay, yeah. stay yeah. back a little bit. Well, I'll tell you, if you look at the, the video, this is on 69. Look at the inflow You there. can see, oh, yeah. yeah. And off to the left, this is right where it lifted up. So it wasn't, this one wasn't on the ground for very long. Mm -hmm. But on the left in that video, you can see that, that dark edge that comes down. Mm -hmm. I believe that that tornado was right there on the left side, and it had lifted up before it actually hit. 69 yeah. before it actually crossed this road mm -hmm. but you can still see all that air that's all sucking into yeah, that center circulation in, of that, that storm um, and it was pretty intense again yeah that's pretty crazy yeah and i know we afterwards we kind of drove around and looked for what damage we could and we didn't see a ton but mm -hmm. again it started getting dark so it made it really yeah, difficult it was pretty for dark, us to it's kind of some rural areas out there See much. Kind of the time. unspoken rule of not really hoping to chase in the dark too often, too. Yeah. I think yeah. sets I don't like in. to do that. Yeah. It's not safe. No, not after seeing what we saw. No, we were, I think we were, we were done and mm -hmm. hoping that things would start to wind down and um, the circulation would completely die off, mm -hmm. which it did as it mm -hmm. did start to push further Just, off to the east into Ray County. You know, it still was circle, you know, a little bit of a circulation, but it weakened mm -hmm. significantly. And that's when we were like, okay, we're going to call it and head back to the station at this point. It was a long day. I think you'd had enough excitement for one yes. day at that point. <laughs> and not to mention that was my first tornado. You know, I know Jerry has seen his fair mm -hmm. share of tornadoes, especially mm -hmm. working in Oklahoma city. I know you have yeah. seen your fair share mm -hmm. of tornadoes as well. And this was the first time I actually saw one in person and I got real up close and personal yes, with that tornado. <laughs> so I, I think I'm good. I think I'm good for a little while. Yeah. <laughs> you going to go out and chase again? Most definitely. Um, I, I love it. I it, it is an adrenaline rush and everything, but more importantly, this is this is a public service that mm -hmm. we do. You know, you're on air telling people the track, where it's headed, what they need to know, the information, and somebody's got to have eyes on it. Mm -hmm. And granted, there were a ton of 
people out, spotters, chasers, meteorologists that had eyes on this thing. Um, but would I do it again in a heartbeat? Yeah. And I, I will say to credit all, what you did, what both of you did, um, what all the on-air Mets in Kansas City that day and behind the scenes, the National Weather Service, the emergency managers, no one died. And we had a mile-wide tornado on the ground ravaging communities. Like, that doesn't happen very no. often. And during that week of May, there were, what, seven or eight fatalities just that week alone from tornadoes. And some of them weren't even as strong or as large as the ones we experienced. And so I think that's a true testament to the messaging from all of the Mets and the emergency managers. But it, more importantly, it's a testament to the community listening and taking action. Yes. And I think 100%. that if you're going to have a tornado that bad and that large and not have a single person die from it, I don't want to say that's a good day because it wasn't a good day because of all the damage. But I mean, that is pretty monumental when you think about it and put that into perspective. Well, you the know? thing is, is you can replace homes. Mm -hmm. You can replace material items. You can't replace a human mm -hmm. life. Mm -hmm. And that is way more precious than any material object that anyone could ever yeah. think of owning. Well, and that's so. why you guys chase because you're trying to save people's lives and get yes. the messaging across. And I think that it was very effective across the board yeah. on and that day. It was a collaborative effort mm -hmm. from the warnings going out in a timely manner and, mm -hmm. and, you know, people understanding what was coming their way. I, I wouldn't have thought driving through some of those areas that we wouldn't have lost anybody. That right. Day. I mean, we were very lucky. People um, paid attention and took to cover for sure. Yeah. All right. In closing, guys, the tornado that developed in Douglas County produced EF3 damage, went on to gain strength, producing EF4 damage in southern Leavenworth County, in Linwood in particular, with peak wind estimated at 170 miles per hour. The path length almost 32 miles, and at its widest point, as Carly had mentioned, it was a mile wide. Only 18 people were injured. The tornado lifted over the western part of the metro. It began recycling before it produced another tornado southeast of Kearney, Missouri. It was on the ground for nearly six miles before lifting about two miles north of Excelsior Springs. This produced EF2 damage with peak winds estimated at 115 miles per hour. Again, no fatalities occurred with these tornadoes. True testament to people listening, heeding warnings, as you had mentioned, from National Weather Service, from local meteorologists in town and emergency managers. Thanks, guys, for your perspective on covering this storm, and thanks for listening to this special edition of Joe's Weather World. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast or give other ones that are part of the Tribune Audio Network a listen. Give Fox 4 Podcast Facebook page a like, and we will let you know anytime a new episode is posted. Thanks again. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. Auto Trader.